players, guys. Hey, uh, welcome. Thank you guys for much for tuning in to Sports Plus Live podcast episode number 64, I believe, 64. Uh, my name is Edgar, Mr. A.K.A. Rodriguez, and um, we have a few things to talk about. I did take, uh, I did, I was going to put out a uh, recorded podcast last week, Thursday. Um, so much going on. I was just like, you know what? I'm just exhausted. Um, remember, it's a one man band here, just me, myself, and I. Um, one pillowcase, me and my Funko Pops, and kind of a new little, um, if you're watching on YouTube, new little uh, get together thingy here. A little thing I just put together. My little George St. Pierre. I still have Ric Flair. I have a whole lot more. I got to know what to do with them. There's so many. Um, Oklahoma Sooners helmet here. The Denver Nuggets hat, which I'll definitely get to. It's there on purpose. It's not there for. It's there for a reason. Denver Nuggets helmet. Uh, it's actually a piggy bank. You put a little quarter in here, and uh, makes it's supposed to make noise. Right now, shocking. There's zero dollars in there. Um, then we have obviously my Von Miller that my baby girl gave to me. And then uh, Biggie, dun 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 dun, dun Biggie pop up. Um, and but yeah, more to come. I'm trying to spaz it up a little bit um, as time goes on, and uh, probably a little bit different equipment. Um, it's a little compact here where I'm at, so yeah, we'll figure it out. But anyways, um, just a lot of stuff to get into. Um, I, d- I w- definitely wanted to talk about uh, Lionel Messi. News broke last week. He wanted to leave Barcelona, put his request, his transfer request in. Those of you who don't know, a transfer request is just like a trade request. I demand to be traded. I request to be traded. Um, you take it from here. Um, he, uh, yeah, we'll definitely get into that here in a little bit. Um, but a lot of, uh, and we're definitely not talking about the Denver Nuggets and Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray. <laughs> Jamal Murray. Um, his amazing performance this series. He's kept them in this game, in this series, um, the last two games. Um, and um, he's been shooting lights out, man. He seems unstoppable. Um, and they forced a game seven. I'm going to talk about that here in a little bit and what I saw, my thoughts on that. Um, Leonard Fournette got released as well today, this morning when I woke up. That's what I looked, that's what I would kind of like. Uh, was put in my face letter. For, I don't know if it was like when I woke up. I wake up pretty early, but it happened this morning. Um, but um, who knows? Who knows where that where that goes? I we'll talk about that here in a second. But what I want to get into, and over the weekend, um, and I kind of posted about this on Instagram and Twitter, or just Instagram, I believe. Um, Chadwick Boseman, aka Black Panther, passed away. Um, over the weekend, unfortunately, due to colon cancer, his battle with colon cancer, um, which nobody knew, nobody knew he had colon cancer. He got diagnosed in 2016, which is amazing. Um, the fact that no one knew about this, um, because you know how people are snitches. Um, you know, people love to, you know, just put people's business out there. Um, but he kept it a secret. didn't tell anybody went out there and, um, and still worked and still grinded, grinded. I mean, what do you? What do you work on? Yeah, I guess he worked on like, let me see here. Worked on a few movies. I don't know if he did Black Panther that way. Um, obviously, um, um, oh my God, I am. Um, the Avengers is what he did. I thought they were do they, they were gonna do Black Panther two, weren't they? I thought they were. I don't think they ever did. 
I thought they had it up. Anyways, this is what he's he's done since 2016. Um, this is what's coming. I'm just going to read what he's done since 2016. Um, Captain America, Civil War, Message from the King, um, Marshall, 2017, Black Panther, Avengers Affinity War, Avengers Endgame, 21 Bridges, The Five Bloods, and there's one coming out here soon. Moraney's Black Bottom. Um, post-production, post-Thomas release. So, TBA for that one. Um, that's what he's done since 2016. And not to mention all of the traveling he has to do for um, all the training, all the traveling he has to do to promote these movies. Um, it's amazing. And if you've ever been around cancer, like I have, I've been around cancer. My father had cancer, passed away in 2003. It's no secret. I've told that story before. Um, it takes a toll on your body. And, um, my dad worked till he just couldn't work anymore. Just kind of the Mexican in him. That's, you know what they did. Just work, work, work. And that's what he was hardworking, man. You know, just like Chadwick Boseman is here, um, doing all this traveling. Um, it, it's gotta take a toll on you. And then, and, you know, I'm surprised that there's still no cure or they couldn't. There's nothing that could have been done about this. Um, as long as this disease has been around. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm a little shocked. I feel like, I mean, obviously, I mean, you look at someone who like HIV, AIDS, like Magic Johnson, who's been alive this whole time. That's supposed to be one of the most you know deadliest uh, diseases out there. You know, within time, it'll take your life. Um, but there's obviously you could live a long life with whatever Magic Johnson is doing. Um, you know, I, I don't know if it was in one of those late stages or the stage where you just can't catch it. I don't know too much about colon cancer. I mean, just cancer is just shitty in general. Um, I could do away with it. I hate cancer. If there's something I could eradicate from this world, it's going to be cancer. It's the first thing I'd fucking take. Um, for personal reasons, of course, but it just... You know, it's sad. It's very sad because Chadwick Boseman, the man, is a good dude. Um, he well, he is that kind of, what is it, the, he's at the peak of, I don't know, black actors, just black excellence in general. Um, that Black Panther movie did a whole lot for the black community, um, black kids, they have someone to look. They had someone to look up to. Um, it was um, he, he transcended a lot of things. It's you know even though he's playing a character, he did that character justice. He did you know he he performed so well. Um, he made everyone a believer that this guy was real. Black Panther. Um, that Wakanda's for you know for real. Um, it gave people a glimmer of hope, and in a time where people need, especially people of color, black people in general, kind of need that positivity, kind of need something to look up to. Um, this it hurts. It hurts for. I mean, I'm sure it hurts. I mean, the world is hurting. The world is hurting. Not just black people in general. The world is hurting. Um, 2020. I mean, just want to. I just want to throw it away. And just start over. Let's just fast forward to 2021. I'm done with 2020. Um, you took Kobe. Um, now you take Black Panther. Um, 
Chadwick Boseman. Um, it's a shame, man. It just, you know, it sucks. I just recently watched Black Panther, I think. When was it? Back in March. Like, right before this pandemic. Back in March. I remember I watched it at my friend Mo's house in Wyoming. And I was like, holy shit, this is such a good movie. I loved it. I loved the movie. I love Killmonger. I'm a big Michael B. Jordan fan. Um, it was such a good movie. Yeah, and it was so taken back by how it, you know, how it was put together. I mean, everything would just look very, very cool. Um, and it's, you know, it's a shame. I can't much say anything else about it other than it's a shame. The unfortunate part of life is that we all leave at some point. Um, the unfortunate, the fortunate part is that he left such a great impression on on the world in general. Um, he did such a good job. I remember watching him on the express, the Ernie Davis story. I love that movie too. It was such a good movie. 42, the Jackie Robinson movie. So he's done some spectacular movies, sports movies, sports plus life. That's what we talk about here. Draft day. He's on draft day. You remember he's a linebacker, I believe. I think he was linebacker. Um, I love that movie too. It's such a good movie. Um, and he did good, obviously, in the um, Marvel Comics MCU. Um, is that how you say it? Marvel Comics Universe MCU movies as well. Marshall. That, well, Marshall is in a sports movie. I thought it was, a, but, but Marshall is the one with um, Thurgood Marshall, I think, is what. What it looks like, and Twenty One Bridges just came. I never, I never watched that movie. I have to take it, check it out. But he's um, touched the world positively. You know, I wish we could have more Chadwick Boseman's. Um, definitely was one of a kind, man. He's a good dude, good dude. And unfortunately, you know, it's unfortunate what happened. A lot of people started clowning him because all these pictures came out of him. He didn't look too good. Um, but you know, people don't. You know, people like people love. You know forming an opinion before they know the whole story nowadays. And that's unfortunate, but you know, there's some, you know, karma will get to those people eventually. So, um, those people decided to make fun of him. I don't, yeah, I don't even remember seeing him at all. I remember seeing any of these pictures that people put out. I don't, but it's, I, I would have recognized what was going on right away, but cause it happened to my father. I mean, it's what it, it's whatever. Cancer sucks. Um, but we do have, you know, we got to move forward and we got to we, we remember this man, like remembering Kobe, um, remember the positive, you know, the positive, uh, impact he's made on everybody. Um, we got to take those memories, um, you know, of our loved ones, 20, you know, I guess I'm going to say this again, 2020 just sucks balls, but we, I you know, one thing I've learned is that. You know, in these dark times, there's always a light at the end of the tunnel, and all of us are going to become stronger because of this. We're going to be stronger. We're going to learn. We're going to, I hope we learn. Um, hope we learn from just living life in general. Hope we learn from Chadwick Boseman, Kobe Bryant. Um, hope we learn from John Thompson, Lute Olson, who unfortunately just passed away too. Um, two very... Two college greats, Lou Olson, coach at Arizona. John Thompson, coached at Georgetown. Now John Thompson, which I'm going to get into, um, who I really definitely want to talk about as well. Without John Thompson, we probably don't have no Allen Iverson. 
Allen Iverson changed the game of basketball. So, and one of the first few black coaches to win a national championship, take his team to the final four, uh, made the way for, you know, what's his name? Chaka's, was his name? Chaka Smart? Chaka. A bunch of other black, you know, black um, coaches. People like Tubby Smith and just so so many others that, you know, you take, you know, in the face of adversity, coaching in the 70s, 80s, obviously when, you know, racism was still at his, you know, high, you know at his height. Um, Got to take, you know, it's very unfortunate that John Thompson has passed away. He was 78 years old, lived a good life, made a good impact. Coach people like Patrick Ewing, his son took over at Georgia, Georgetown. Um, now Patrick Ewing is a coach at Georgetown. Um, so there's this crazy cycle. Um, with the one thing there wasn't, you know, he wasn't around then Noah and Iverson or no Patrick Ewing probably. Um, there's so many good players that came through Georgetown. They probably wouldn't be available. So, you know, you got to, although people are going to be sad, people should be sad. That's the you know, life. It's a cycle. Um, we got to take those positives with it. You know, what did they accomplish while they were here? They accomplished a lot. Chadwick Boseman, John Thompson, Lou Olson. Um, they all accomplished a lot. And, um, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll be around. Um, they'll be in the conversation forever. As some of the greats, you know, with Wooden, uh, Coach K, obviously Roy Williams, um, Bobby Knight. So they did the damn thing. And, um, you know, may, you know, may they rest in peace, um, but they're going to live on forever. All of them, all three of them that I just talked about. Um, yeah, but I, you know, I just wanted to talk that, pay my respects to these three men, um, who, um, who obviously made lasting impact on everybody and myself included. So rest in peace to you three gentlemen. Um, your, uh, memories, your, uh, legacies will live on. Um, and, um, thank you. Just thank you. Um, now we're transitioning from college basketball to the NBA. Last night, the Denver Nuggets, um, forced a game seven, which today's Monday, the 31st, so the end of August, we're getting to September now. So last Almost, yeah, this quarter, end of quarter three, right? October, November, December. So October, November, December, quarter four, yeah. End of quarter three here coming up. Um, because I don't know, you guys know what quarters are? So January, February, March, quarter one. April, May, June, quarter two. July, August, September, quarter three. And so forth. Um, it, um, Denver Nuggets, Utah Jazz. And I couldn't, I, I mean, I was... So this is what I was doing last night. I uh, wanted to play Call of Duty because I hadn't played all weekend. Um, had a draft party I went to on. I didn't draft, but I wasn't. I just was involved. I just went to go to look, check it out because um, I have mine coming up. I have two coming up next week, and so I kind of go as uh, well. One as an alternative, just in case someone drops out and they're like, "Yeah, I don't want to be part of this." Cool, I'll step in. Um, but also kind of do a mock draft, see how other people draft, and see you know, you know what's in store. Um, for my draft, um, had a lot of fun doing it. All my friend, I do it. Uh, a lot of people, I do my one coming up 
two, three, three people are involved in that draft that are going to be involved in the one coming up here soon. Um, but it was fun. It's fun. But I drank a little bit. Um, Uber wasn't not picking anybody up for some reason. Obviously, I mean, I don't want to pick fucking drunks up. Um, but some uh, lovely lady did. Tipped her $20. Um, and um, got us home safely. Thank God. And because uh, <laughs> I wasn't drunk, but I had a couple drinks, you know. But dudes, I was people I was drinking with, they were like, shots of this. Shot that. Shot after this round. Shot after this pick. I can't drink shots anymore, players. I, I'm not that dude anymore. Uh, every every now and then, you know what I'm saying? Every now and then. I'll, the food was amazing, too. Had tacos. And, oh, don't even get me started on that. Um, but, anyways, Denver Nuggets with Utah Jazz. And Jamal Murray dropped 50 points again. And the Blue Arrow. The Blue the blue arrow was is just on another planet right now. Ice cold. Ice is flowing through his veins. No one could stop him. Step backs. Moving off the ball. Just is playing out of his mind. Um, on the break. Pull up threes on the break. Driving to the basket. Getting to the foul line. Um, he's just doing everything. And he's also playing defense a little bit too. Um, he's done such a great job. And I think Gary Harris you know, was only on for a few minutes. But... You could tell Gary Harris makes a difference, and hopefully he feels the right to play a little bit more coming up in Game 7. Um, but I, I said this from the start, man. I said this from the get. It's going to be very difficult to beat these guys in seven games. They were down 3-1. to one. Now they're forcing – now they're tied 3-3 going into Game 7. I, I said this from the get-go. This team is a complete team. They need all the pieces running together. Um, we need Millsap to be on point. Gary Harris is now involved. Michael Porter Jr. can get his shots off. He can score. Um, Jamal Murray, obviously he's scoring, he's getting buckets. Um, you know, and one thing I didn't see, I saw this on the Nuggets page. I didn't see this. I had to see this beat up in ESPN. Like they beat up, uh, Donovan Mitchell's 50 points, um, or whatever. But Jamal Murray is the first person since Michael Jordan score. What did he say? Like 50 or 40 plus points and like 10 assists or something like that in the in three play straight playoff games so something crazy like that but i don't see aspn beating it up like they did donovan mitchell it's the whole we are a small market team um and if we win this series we're gonna be noticed um whoever wins the series does go on to play the clippers now the clippers um, they finished out the season last night. They ended up taking out Dallas Mavericks, um, in game, in game six last night. Um, Lakers beat Portland pretty good. Um, someone said Portland put up a good fight. Four to one is not a good fight. Um, they, you know, they won game one. I, I didn't, I had no doubt, uh, Lakers were going to finish this out. Lakers were going to win the game. Um, LeBron James and Anthony Davis is going to come out and, you know, ball hard. Danny Green supporting. Um, oh, yeah, I wasn't – I just knew it was going to happen. I don't think that tra- – the I, I don't think – there has to be a change there. I think, I think with the big thing that they were missing, the Blazers in general, were missing um, Rodney Hood. Rodney Hood is that workhorse. If I'm not mistaken, comes off the bench, um, gets the rebounds, just works hard gets open, passes the ball very well. They were missing a Rodney Hood out there for sure. Um, Nurkic played well, which wasn't as consistent. 
Um, obviously, Dame Lillard was um, Dame Lillard was very consistent, scoring a lot, got injured unfortunately, and CJ McCollum getting all the money he did wasn't CJ McCollum that he was a last year in the playoffs. I just I don't. I mean, I just it's something about getting you know getting the bag, securing the bag. It weighs you down. You don't you know the bag securing you. CJ McCollum wasn't the CJ McCollum, and I said this from the get. I said this last year around this time because all these guys were like, "Well, I want to take a rest because I don't want to play in the w, in the FIBA World Championship with my representing my country." You know who did? Donovan Mitchell represented the country. You know what I'm saying? And Donovan Mitchell's a beast right now. Still scored. He still put 44 points up last year, last night in the loss. Um, I said this, you know, CJ McCollum and, you know, all these other guys. It's like, why wouldn't you want to get those reps for your country? You needed those reps. And now those reps are missed so badly because this season got cut short. Um, now you have a watered down season. You don't have those type of reps. I mean, these guys are supreme athletes. Russell Westbrook. All these guys who held out were like, oh, I don't want to do this. I don't do that. These guys are supreme athletes. Soccer players play year-round. Probably the most running. Um, probably the most in-shape people in the world. Never complain. Never sit there and say, well, I need a rest. These guys play and play. Like just right here, coming up here pretty soon. So right now, 30 days in between seasons. I think it's going to be going on for, the, let's take Premier League, for example. 30 days. Not to mention, they also have to have international duties coming up, international friendlies. Um, so what that means is that all those guys have to go to their international teams, play mid, you know, kind of like sun, like a Saturday to like Tuesday, Wednesday, go back to the clubs, play some more practice and play some more. Um, it's called international breaks. And that's, that's what they do. Um, and they just play, man. I don't get it. I don't see why you wouldn't want those extra reps, why you wouldn't want to be like a Michael Jordan, go on and win a championship two weeks later, go on, you know, play the Olympics, come back and win another championship the next year. It's the work that work ethic is not there. It's just not there for a lot of these guys. And the P you know, it's, it's showing it's, it's straight up showing, you know, it's been Blazers team is a prime example. Um, just an ethic, you know, just work ethic, whatever. Um, look at the, who else got swept? Look at, um, Look at the Sixers. I don't know what's going on there. They got swept. Look at Brooklyn. Brooklyn was riddled with injuries. The two best players weren't playing, obviously. So I'm gonna give them the pass. You know they were. <laughs> they didn't have anyone really playing for them. Um, but you know, just take a look around. I mean, just it's just those. As you, as you're gonna need reps. You're gonna need something has to change with that Portland team because they get here and then they don't get anywhere else. Maybe a coaching change. Maybe add more players. Carmelo Anthony, they added Carmelo Anthony and they got to the same exact spot they were in last year. So not much has changed. They didn't get, you know, a whole lot more. You know, Anthony didn't add a whole lot more to that team. Um, and so I don't know what's going on, but I'm excited for game seven here coming up. I think it's, uh, let me take a look here. Um, what is game seven? My phone. I don't know. I don't know. My phone. Um, NBA schedule. Rockets play 
Oklahoma City in game six tonight. In Miami and the Bucks play tonight too. Um, he pretty sure actually, yeah, within an hour they play. Um, Denver and Utah play September first tomorrow at six thirty. Um, and then Boston. Damn, they're in the semifinals. Boston and Toronto in the semifinals already. Boston's up game. I didn't even see that. What the hell happened this weekend? I didn't see that. Um, what game is this one? Oh, yeah, the other one, Milwaukee-Miami. That's game one. Oh, shit. So, um, semifinals are starting on the East. I mean, I always said, let's, let's take a look. Just look at this. The West is going to be the most competitive. The champion's going to come out of the West. Um, look at the East, man. It's just like They're already starting their semifinals. Everyone else is just wrapping up everything else. So, I mean, just Boston-Toronto, that's going to be a good series. And obviously Miami-Milwaukee. We'll see how that goes. I, I got Milwaukee, but Jimmy Butler, as much as I don't like the dude, is balling out and making that team better. Um, Tyler Hero is coming out. You know what I'm saying? Um, Dragic, Drago. What did it come? Dragic as well. Um, they have Ingudala, former uh, and finals MVP. Um, obviously, back to back champ with Golden State. Is he back to back? Doesn't matter. He, I know he's a champion for sure. Um, we'll see, man. Yes, I'm. I've been thoroughly enjoying the playoffs. Um, more than just basketball. I mean, I fell out of love with basketball a while ago. Um, I don't know how long ago, but I, I still watch it. Um, but this is um, very enjoyable. I think it's. I don't. You know. I think it's. I think it's been good because it's just basketball. I don't have to worry about who the fuck is sitting at in you know courtside. What celebrity is sitting here? It's about the basketball because I don't care who's sitting. Like if I if I were courtside, I'd be like, oh hey, what's up? Like I don't know. I'm not fucking here. Like what do you like? If I was famous and I was like, it was like, oh shit, Edgar's here. Um, it don't. <laughs> it just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. But I think I liked it because it's straight basketball. Um, you can see people's true colors, just like you saw. What's the name? What's his douche's name? At, um, <clears throat> I don't even remember, but fouled Luke Doncic last night. That guy's a tool. Morris? Was it Morris? One of the Morris. It was like a Morris Brothers. Um, tool bag, bud. Tool bag, bud. Um, yeah. But moving on from basketball, I'm excited. Game seven, Blue Arrow, Denver Nuggets coming through. It's going to be a good one. I just so I don't. That's why I'm recording the podcast now because I don't want to do it tomorrow during the uh, during the, during Game Seven. Um, I wasn't going to do it tonight, but I was like, you know what, I got to do it because I got to mentally prepare for Game Seven tomorrow. Um, over the weekend, UFC Fight Night um, popped off. I don't. I try, I was I was at the draft yesterday, so um, I not yesterday draft Saturday. So I was at the draft Saturday and um, was trying to follow the fights as much as possible. Um, <laughs> people are like, what are you doing? I'm fucking watching fights. That's what I do. I just watch fights. If you guys follow me on Instagram, M-R-A-K-A-C-O or Sports Plus Life or um, Twitter, M-R-A-K-A-C-O Sports Plus Life, um, you'll see that Uncle Edgar posted, I'm always at the fights. I was the only one around the TV. Everyone else is chilling. I got to watch these fights one way or another. I was watching on my phone. I was like, yo. Uh, let me log into my ESPN Plus. Let me uh, watch this shit. He's like, I bet. Turn it on for me. 
Um, so Anthony Smith versus Alexander Rakic. Rakic fought how I figured he was going to fight. This fight was pretty close. Um, I didn't. Um, I did do a little bit of write up on SportsBetterAdvice.com, um, and um, I picked three out of four fights right. This is the one I didn't pick right because I think Anthony Smith always has a puncher's chance. But what Rakic did off the stop, off the rip, was just ripping, ripping leg shots or leg kicks onto Anthony Smith and just rocked him. I mean, he was just ripping him. These were heavy kicks. Um, And uh, eventually knocked him down with one of the leg kicks, got on top of him and controlled the fight pretty much the same way all fight. Um, He fought very, very well. Um, I guess a top opponent, you know, a tough opponent, a former title contender. Um, so you got to watch out for Rakic. I don't know what's next for him. I mean, the fight was okay. It wasn't anything home to write home about. Um, but you know, it just, uh, um, it's, um, he did what he's supposed to do, man. He didn't put him away. Um, fought very, very hard. And did what he, did what he needed to do, I guess, to get the win. But he, it was a tough fight. I mean, he really beat the shit out of him. Um, where's it at here? I'm going to look at who can fight him next. Like, who would be... Because right now, Dominic Reyes, Tiago Santos, Jan Blakowicz, um, Glover Teixeira... That's a good fight. I like that Glover Teixeira fight. Glover Teixeira, isn't he fighting someone here soon? He's fighting Santos. Yeah, Teixeira and Santos are fighting. You just beat Anthony Smith, who's in number five. So you definitely see him moving up to top five. Now, there's a Jiri Prohaska, who's, for some reason, number six already after one fight in the UFC. <laughs> in, uh, he's number six in the UFC at light heavyweight. After one fight. Did he fight very well? Hell yeah, he did. Um, that would be an interesting fight because I saw Rackage and right away I thought Prohaska. The way that Prohaska fights, very, very weird. Um, very, very effective. I would love to see that fight. Um, that's going to be a very good fight to see. Um, I don't, yeah, there's no one else you could see him, you could put him up there with. Um, yeah, there's no one else. You have to throw Rakic in there. Probably Prohaska. You know, the winner of that probably... I don't know. We'll see. Because that Glover Teixeira and Tiago Santos fight title implications. Because Dominic Reyes and Jan Blakowicz are going to be fighting for the championship belt here next month, I believe. Um, interesting. Interesting times, especially the light heavyweight division. Um... I don't know. I don't know if you can see anyone moving down or moving up to that division. But right now, that top seven, top eight, is very uh, spoken for. All these fights are spoken for. I think Prohaska versus Rakic is the one you have to make next. Um, tough, tough to say. Everything has to play out. Time will tell. You guys know the slogan. Uh, one of the slogans here. Um, time will tell. Keep your eye out for the championship fight coming up here pretty soon. Um, gotta feel 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 for Anthony Smith. He says he you know was gonna talk it over this team. What happens? Um, you know he just took a beating, man. He just 
got caught. Took a beat down. This happens. Um, and I kind of felt it was going to happen that way. Only reason I ever took Anthony Smith was for the betting odds. He was uh, obviously fa- uh, he was the underdog coming in. Um, he always has a puncher's chance. You've seen him against Ozdemir, Gustafson, late finishes in those fights. So he always has a chance, and you can't just sit there and be like, well, well he's going to lose after one round. No, he always has a chance. He's always in it. Um, very, very tough, very, very durable. I hope he comes back and fight. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing him and Ryan Spann go at it. I wouldn't mind seeing him and Jimmy Walker go at it. Johnny Walker, I'm sorry. Um, Paul Craig. Another name throwing out there. So um, I think Rua and Craig are running it back, I believe. Not mistaken, if I'm not mistaken, I think they're running it back. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's just uh, so the cookie crumbles. You know how beautiful MMA is. You just never know until you get in that cage. That cage is locked. You never know how your day is going to go, how your night's going to go, how your fights are going to go until you get in there with that person. Like you watch as much film and you're like, holy shit, this guy's way stronger than I thought. Um, so that's the way Cookie Crumbles. And this video was sponsored by Cookie Crumble. Just kidding. Um, Neil Magny versus Robbie Lawler went exactly how I knew the fight was going to go. Neil Wagney played long, wrapped Robbie Lawler up, had gave him no chance to land the power shots, um, and won the fight unanimous decision. By the way, the main event was a three-rounder, not five, so it was a three-rounder, um, <clears throat> which I didn't – I think – I don't know if that was I, – I, I remember – I didn't re, re, remember until they actually announced it was a three-round fight. Booth's buffer was like, three-round fight in your main event. Well, I can't remember what he says, but. You know how he talks. <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't remember. I don't remember how that went. That was crazy. But yeah, he did. Um, it was a three round fight. That was really weird. But yeah, the, the Neil Magny versus Robbie Lawler fight. Um, when exactly I figured it was gonna go. There's no way Robbie Lawler lands a punch on Magny. It's nights out. New Robbie Lawler lands a punch on a gorilla. It's lights out. It just is how it is. Um, but he wrapped him up, played very long. I, I hate it. I hate that shit. Um, it just, you got to do what you got to do, but I didn't like it. I just knew it was going to go that way. Um, I know Neil Magny is a better, he's a tougher fighter than that. Um, you, you could tell he played it safe and rightfully so, but kind of love, I just want to see some scraps, but I get it. It's your livelihood. It's your check. You know, you want to move on the ranks. Um, but it wasn't exciting. It just wasn't an exciting fight. It went exactly how I knew it was going to go. Um, I don't know what's next for Robbie Lawler, man. He's been in the game for what, 18 years, 19 years, almost 20 years. Um, I think him and I are the same age. Let me check here. Robbie Lawler. That's a couple years older than me. But let me see when he started fighting. 2001. April 7, 2001, so he was what? 19? Yeah, he was 19 there. So he's been fighting almost 20 years. Almost 20 years he's been fighting. Um, <clears throat> I mean, it's, and he won a lot too. Uh, he's in, he lost to Pete Spratt. We all know Pete Spratt here, San Antonio. What up? Um, lost to Nick Diaz, Evan Tanner. Kimmy lost to Mayhem. Mayhem Miller? 
but he's also beat the likes of him. Let me, let me show you who he's beat, okay? That way we don't we're gonna we're gonna discredit him. Chris Lytle, tough dude. Indianapolis stand up. Um he's beat um let me see here. Let me see here. Where's it at? Joey Viesenor, tough dude. Frank Trigg, another tough dude, knocked him out. Beat Marilla Rua, that's Ninja Rua, that's the other Rua. Uh that's the other that's the other Shogun Hua brother. Um Scott Smith beat the brakes off of him. Beat Melvin Maynuf, one of the most memorable knockouts I have ever seen. Maynuf was tearing his leg up. Tearing his leg up. Um and I think in light like the third round, Robbie Lawler just throws a right, I believe, or a left. And Maynuf goes night night. And the fight was over just like that. I mean, Maynuf was winning that fight. It was cruise control. Beating the leg up, just like that, put his lights out. So that's why Magni fights the way he fought he the way he did. I would. I mean, shit. If I was, <laughs> if I was like six five and one hundred seventy pounds, like I don't know how tall Magni is, but he's tall, six three, probably six two. Very lanky. Um, just wrapped him up like a spider. Was like, here, you ain't gonna punch me. There was like a couple stalls in there too, so it's very boring fight. But um, I mean, go through through this list here. <clears throat> he's lost. He's lost a lot of fights, but he's won a lot of them. Exciting one. Beat Matt Lindlin, tough Matt Lindlin. Um, beat Josh Koscik, I remember that fight. Beat Bobby Volker, Rory McDonald in that ridiculous fight. No, that was a different fight. That was a decision fight. Beat Jake Ellenberger. Beat Matt Brown. Beat Johnny Hendricks. Beat Rory McDonald in that fight. Best fight ever. Carlos Condit. Beat Cowboy Cerrone. So, but he's lost the last four. That's very unfortunate, too. Um, but no one's he hasn't been put away. The last four fights wasn't because he put away that Ben Askren fight. I don't count that at all. I count that as a loss for Ben Askren. That's just me though. So, I mean, I feel like, and it's not like he took, you know, Kobe come and hit him, but it was like, okay, you know, you hit him. It's a fight. You're going to hit him. Um, but Robbie Lawler just kept walking through it. I don't think Robbie Lawler was phased at all, especially in the Neil Magny fight. Uh, he was just defending takedowns and grappling the whole fucking fight. So, I don't know. I want to see Robbie Lawler come back and just fight. Just put on good fights. I mean, let me take a look here because there is 170 pounds. Let me see. Who's that? Leon Edwards. You can fight Nate Diaz again. Psych. That won't happen. Um, you can even fight Anthony Pettis at 170 pounds. Um, I wouldn't mind to see him. Uh, Vicente Luque is kind of on the, lo- on the up. Um, I don't know. Steven Thompson. I mean, all these guys are going to fight. Someone like Michael Chiesa, too, would do the same exact thing. He's not going to get in a fight with Robbie Lawler. That's the unfortunate part. I want him in there with somebody who's going to fight. I mean, that's kind of how it is right now. At this point in his career, 20 years in, who knows? Um, who knows? We're going to move on. Um... UFC fight now. Let me see where. Uh, let me go back here. One. Um, I also chose Alexa Grasso over uh, Kim decision, and then um, the last second fight was Alex Caceres over Austin Springer. So I got three out of the four right um, on my picks. <clears throat> but for the odds for the money, I did pick um, Anthony Smith and Robbie Lawler to win, but. And they lost the decision. So shows you how close these um, bets can go. 
Um, I did watch Zach Cummins versus Alessio DeCinco fight. Chinico and then Ricardo Lamas, Bill Algeo fight were just great fights. Um, if you haven't checked, I'm going to check it out again because I heard it with crowd and we're kind of distracted, obviously. But Ricardo Lamas fought, man. That fight was good. Algeo fight. Ricardo Lamas said he was going to hang it up. At, he might hang it up after the fact. Hope he doesn't. I want to see him fight again, man. He's very exciting. Um, I didn't realize he spoke that good of Spanish. I've never heard him talk. He talks very good Spanish. Um, from Chicago, I believe. Um, a lot of Mexicans in Chicago, Puerto Ricans in Chicago. Um, Chicago, one of those, you know, cities. Uh, that needs help. So hopefully, Ricardo Lamas can bring that help. Maybe just people, you know, maybe have, you know, a line. It says, you want to take out your frustration, go in there and try to fight uh, Ricardo Lamas, 145 pounds. Um, was he the WEC champ? Hold on. Now I got to check this out. Ricardo Lamas. Um, I don't know if he was WEC champ. I don't think he was. I think he fought for the championship. Fought Jose Aldo for the champion got smoked. Remember that much? Yeah, I don't think he was a WEC champ. Hmm, weird. I thought he did fight for it. Featherweight debut. No. Huh. He beat James Kraus at WEC 44. Holy shit. You remember James Kraus? I think we were talking about James Kraus. Is that the James Kraus we're talking about? Um. Yeah, that's him. He beat James Kraus. Was that 155 pounds or 145 pounds? It doesn't say. Dude, what the hell? I didn't realize he fought. He beat James Kraus. Let me tell you. Let me take you because we don't know what Matt Grice tough dude. Cub Swanson beat him. Hatsuhiyoki beat him. Eric Cope beat him. Um, Akron Diaz, Dennis Bermudez. I remember that fight. Great, great fight. D- beat Diego Sanchez. Beat Charlie Oliveira. That's got to be Charlie Oliveira's last loss. No way. Jason Knight. Um, Darren Elkins. The, the damaged Darren Elkins. Beat the brakes off of Darren Elkins. Got KO'd by Calvin Cater. Who hasn't gotten KO'd by Calvin Cater? So, <clears throat> man. So, Ricardo Lamas thought about hanging up. Maybe he does. I mean, he's fought very well. Um, made a good impact. Um, Hall of Fame worthy? I don't know. Not like Robbie Lawler, but. You never know. Overall, pretty decent card. Got to watch the rest of the fights. Um, we'll see, man. I just kind of out of it. Um, trying to, I like I said, I wasn't gonna record. And last second, I was like, I'm gonna record. A um, couple things, just real quick, and I'm gonna end on a couple things. Leonard Fournette released by the Jaguars this morning. Um, I know, I know, somebody did pick up Leonard Fournette late in the draft that I was at. Um, who knows where he's going to go, man. I don't know what it is with Leonard Fournette. I never sat there and watched him at LSU. was like, this guy is going to make an impact in the NFL. Um, he did it. He had a pretty decent year last year. Um, but yeah, I never sat there and was like, Leonard Fournette's going to make an impact with a lot of people, um, coming out of college. I just, I just, I wasn't sold on Leonard Fournette. There's nothing about Leonard Fournette that I was like, yeah, but he wasn't happy with the Jaguars for whatever reason. Um, you know, I, I'm sure I could look it up, but I just don't give a shit right now. <laughs> I don't care. Um, but they released him because they couldn't get a third rounder for Leonard Fournette. 
somebody knows something that we don't know. Leonard Fournette is supposed to be this amazing running back, um, top tier running back, and hasn't really, I don't know, maybe fought a little in a couple injuries here and there, but probably hasn't lived up to expectation. They just released him. See ya. Good luck. We're moving on. I don't even know. Uh, let me take a look here. I want to see now. I kind of want to find out what uh, the uh, Jaguars. There it is. It just kind of popped up by itself. Depth chart. Um, who's the running backs? You don't have shit for running back. They have Raquel Armstead, Chris Thompson. Wasn't that the former? Yeah, they're very um, limited there. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> Gordon Menchu is going to have a hell of a time um, in his second year. There's going to be a whole lot of Gordon Menchu magic going on. Um, DJ Chark Jr. is very uh, promising. Um, DD Westbrook, obviously, from Oklahoma. So, of course, he has uh, Tyler Eifert. They have Tyler Eifert, but if you can't have anyone that plays, you know, you don't have a decent running back. I mean, come on, man. So, um, we'll look, keep an eye on that. We'll see where he goes, too. Maybe something will change before next week. Um, because on next week is the final weekend before the season starts. And then two weeks. Well, college football technically popped off this weekend, but, like, the big teams play in two weeks. Um, yeah, because next week, a lot of teams are supposed to play, but now everything changed. So now there's the week after the 12th is when everyone's popping off college football starting. So I'm excited. So it's going to be college football. I was looking at the ticker on ESPN and Notre Dame was going to have 22 or 20% capacity only to faculty, um, students, parents, maybe not a hundred percent sure. I didn't see that. Uh, I think Notre Dame is going to take part in the ACC, it looks like. Um, we'll see, man. I don't... It's damn kids. A lot of kids got screwed over BS. Um, we let these kids down, man. It just sucks. It sucks. We let these kids down because we're all fucking selfish. We're all fucking stupid. We can't work as a fucking team. No one knows how to... Their elbows from the asshole. No one knows how to count to 10. For 14 weeks, no one knows how to sit the fuck down for a couple weeks. No one knows how to put on a fucking mask. Everyone wants smoke because no one wants to wear a fucking mask. Even though you're only wearing a mask for 10 fucking minutes, you go home and, and go fuck do whatever you got to do. Just People are just so fucking stupid. And it pisses me off. That's why they want to do this shit. People are just pissing me off. Just watching on Facebook, social media, watching the news. Just how childish and how stupid we look. Just how stupid we look to the rest of the world. So why do you want to get on here? Because now we look stupid. Um, all right. A couple things. Messi. <laughs> fuck. I've, by the way, speaking of stupid, Barcelona, um, Lionel Messi decided he wants to leave. Um, and he looks like he's trying to force the lead, the, the, um, he's trying to force the transfer a little bit sooner. Um, cause I think you, he, he said initially he was going to wait till 2020, 2021, the summer, next summer. Um, he's just said, I'm not going to come to coronavirus testing. I'm not going to go preseason training. Um, we're pretty much saying, Hey, get me out of here. I don't know what's going on. Um, he's seen a little bit rocky. He's had a lot of coaching changes. Um, new director, 
Um, there, um, so a lot of changes, and I think it's just time for him to move on. Where two is the answer is the question. What makes sense is Manchester City. Why? Pep Guardiola used to coach him. They're good friends. Um, Sergio Aguero and him are pretty much family, if I'm not mistaken. I think Aguero is like one of Messi's sons, godfather, or something like that. They're very, or like Aguero, I don't know how it works out, but they're like related somehow. Something like that. Something crazy like that. But they're very good friends. Um, even called, Aguero called them live on Twitch um, <laughs> one day. It was pretty funny. Um, he does Twitch streaming. Aguero, he's pretty funny too. Plays Fall Guys, FIFA, subs himself out of FIFA. That's beyond the point. We're getting to, we're going to get into esports here pretty soon. Um, but yeah, I I think I already talked about this. Um, I want to see him come to Manchester United. I actually did talk about this a few episodes ago, and I'm going to try to find him. I said, I think I said something along the lines where if Manchester United end up making a coaching change, look out for them to what their sponsorship with Adidas, look out for them to make a move for Messi. And I think, I think I said like next, next year, maybe a year or two. Um, this is moving along pretty quickly. And there's a lot of reports saying, um, you know, that Messi would definitely snub Manchester city rivals, um, for Manchester city. Talking about Manchester United, of course. Um, so there could be some interest there. Um, but there's a few snags, obviously, if it's going to happen this year, um, or this summer in this transfer window, um, $700 million release clause from the, from his contract that the club has to pay, um, whatever club tries to sign him or even try to talk to him, I think is how it works out. Um, 700 million, but Ronaldo's was that was set at a billion at Real Madrid. Um, so I don't know if we'll see something happen, but he might even sit out the year and be like, fuck it. I'm just going to sit out the year and wait till next summer. It's gone pretty sour there at Barcelona. Um, but Lionel Messi is giving you guys his whole life. He's been there since he was a fucking kid. Um, and he's giving you trophies on top of trophies, on top of trophies, on top of accolades. Um, and I, I think we could be, we could meet in the middle here. I think you could give him some leeway. I think you, I think he's earned the right to do what he wants to do with his career, whether it be with the Barcelona, what be someone else. I feel he's, he's earned that right as one of the best players in the world to decide what he wants to do. That's just me. But I, this is going to be something in the, in the, you know, everything's, there's always something new every day with Messi. Oh, this club's linked to there. He's linked to everybody. Everyone wants Messi. Who the hell wouldn't want Messi in their club? Um, 34 years old. I think still got a few more years left. A few more top tier level years left um, in those legs. So we'll see what happens. Um, come to Manchester. I, you know, the, the, the thing about coming to the Premier League, here's the thing about coming to Premier League and why even a move to like Italy would make sense, like Juventus. Um, one, they have the money. Two, they have the scenery. The scenery is a whole lot better in Italy than it would be in England. Um, you know, it's 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 rainy, it's damp, it's gloomy, it's tough. The competition's more physical in the Premier League. For years, the toughest teams Messi has not been able to score score against were English Premier League teams: Chelsea, Manchester City, Manchester United. Like those teams, Arsenal. He's, he's having a hard time scoring against Premier League teams. It's just much more physical. Um, 
so there's a lot of obstacles, a lot of, you know, does Messi want his kids in England? There's a lot of, there's a lot of variables here. Um, so we'll see what happens, but if I'd love for, I'd love to see him in a, in a Manchester United shirt. Bet. Glory, glory, man United. Um, before I go yesterday, I was watching, um, the CDL call of duty league championships. I think is what they call it. Call of duty league championships. Um, and Dallas empire beat Atlanta phase in the finals. Um, and I was like glued because I play call of duty. I mean, I've always played Call of Duty since uh, Modern Warfare 2, I believe. Um, and uh, it's crazy, man. These guys are babies. They all look like kids. They're probably no older than 21, 22 years old. Some are probably 15, 16 years old. Um, these guys are all babies. I mean, I mean, but they're, I mean, it's crazy how they move in the game, how they move, how they, it's just a map awareness. Um, their communication. If you guys have never heard a CDL game, your comps is what they call it. Communication. It's constant. Uh, left, right, left map. Always oh, in the high rise. Oh, he said, it's, it's, it's constant, constant, constant. Bob, Bob, Bob. Yep, 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 yep. Um, if you heard, if you ever heard, go watch um, Scump. If you guys have got this far, go watch Scump. Um, one of the best Call of Duty players ever plays for Chicago Huntsman. One guy I follow very much. Listen to those guys talk. I mean, it's just constant. Bop, 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 bop. And it was crazy. Um, but yeah, Dallas Empire took the game. And what map was it? Ramanza or Mam- Ramza? And so they play like Search and Destroy. They, they play, so they'll play like different maps and they'll play different objectives. I think they do hard point, hard point. I don't know if they do domination. Search and Destroy is a big one that they do. Um, so some of the game modes they do. But so crazy. I would definitely look in if you have kids or just people who are, you know, kids in general, because it looks like it's a young man's game um, that, you know, for them to take a look at it. And it's not all hugs, sunshines, Hallmark cards. It's, uh, you know, you know, a five foot seven, 150 pound redhead kid yelling at you <laughs> after he just smoked you on maps <laughs> on a Ramanza map diffusing a bomb, you know, it's just, it's crazy. They need to take it out because these guys put in a lot of work um, on what they do. And um, a lot of hours into the game, a lot of hours in the game. Um, God knows how their carpet tunnel is going to be when they get older. So um, these kids, man, they, 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 they kill it. It's very, it was very exciting to watch. I was like, holy shit. Dude, I, couldn't, I couldn't believe what I was watching. Um, very exciting, too, depending on who commentates as well. Um so we get the right people commentating, man. You're like, holy shit, this is so cool. <laughs> Check it out. If you guys um, play video games, you know people do, let them know. CDL championships, um, CDL playoffs in general, just any of those games is pretty cool. But um, but yeah, I want to talk about that real quick. Um, but speaking of uh, Call of Duty, I will be streaming tomorrow, um, which will be, I don't know when you're seeing this, but I'm pretty much going to stream Tuesday to s- Friday. Tuesday to Friday. I'm going to start getting on that schedule Tuesday, Friday. Um, so find me twitch.tv slash MRAKACO, Instagram MRAKACO, and Twitter MRAKACO, and then Sports Plus Life on Instagram and Twitter as well, and YouTube Sports Plus Life. Holla at your boy. Um, <clears throat> that's it. I just want to get my two cents in, as always. Um, don't forget to register to vote. And um, hey, I love you guys. Stay up, take care of each other. 
Um, holler at your boy. And you know the slogan. I will see you guys. I'll catch you guys next time. Sports for Life podcast episode number 64. Uh, I'll see you on 65. Late.